The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Dude, my head is spinning. I know, uh, I know. And and Joe's looking at me yeah. now. And Joe's, you know, we, we always banter before the show, yeah. Joe and I, because we have a lot to talk about because we're friends. And Joe's like, brother, I see you want to get on with this show. I, I just, folks, I'm itching because... Let me just say, after yesterday's show, right, Joe, yeah. absolutely won nuclear. Uh, I think we were the number eight show on iTunes, yeah. which is pretty amazing. Thanks to you, by the way. Fully thanks to you. Joe and I can only listen once each. Um, the show went crazy. Our audience was almost triple its normal size. And I think, by based on the feedback, this entire Trump-Russia thing is try- it's all starting to make sense now, Joe, mm-hmm. and the level of corruption now. I did, I did not tell Joe yesterday because I wanted a genuine reaction. I did also didn't tell Joe what I'm going to talk about today right. because I'm going to tie this all up for you today. On Friday's show, I set up why I thought the Trump-Russia th- entire thing was a sting the entire time, a setup on the Trump team, right? or that it was a setup. Yesterday's show, I put together a timeline. And Joe, let me just let me uh, give a shout out. By the way, mm-hmm. I didn't do it yesterday, and, and my apologies. I saw I, I saw them on Twitter, and one they're right. Uh, the article I linked was from a, a site called Conservative Treehouse. Let me just tell you, I don't know these people. I don't know who they are. They they have nom de plumes. They I don't know them. I've never met them. I would never lie to you. I don't know who they are. I only know that I have separate sources on this case. And some of the stuff in their pieces, which I think is are very good, has been told to me by other people. They have summed it up nicely in a link I included in the show notes for you all to see. I, want, I just want to be clear. I'm not claiming any of this is proprietary information to me. All right. This is a conglomeration of sources that have contacted me, multiple sources, directed me to different things. I put it together for you on a timeline. Does that make sense, Joe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Joe and I know because people do it to us. I hate it when people steal my stuff and don't credit it. <laughs> the article from Conservative Treehouse was in the show notes yesterday. There's a lot of good stuff and links in there. But just to be clear, not all of what I'm telling you is from there. And I have to be very careful there mm-hmm. for a reason. And it'll make sense because a lot of the stuff I talked about yesterday is not, in fact, in there. Um, but I, I do feel bad about not mentioning their name on the air. I, I apologize. I saw the tweets, and one of them was a little upset about that, and they're right. I, w- I would be upset, too. It's not good enough to link. Um, listen, before I get into summing this up for you today, because I got a question on yesterday's show that's a fair enough question. They said, why set up the Trump team if you thought they were going to lose? Before I get into this, let me just uh, tell you who's sponsoring today's show because they've been terrific, all right? Today's show brought to you by a buddy at iTarget. Our buddies at iTarget, actually, this is one of the best companies out there. Ladies and gentlemen, anybody can buy a firearm. Anybody can, uh, can uh, you know, wants to buy one and use one for self-defense. As long as you're not a criminal, you can go out and get one. But that's not the question, all right? Anybody can get a firearm. The question is, can you use the firearm in a tactical situation, a self-defense situation? Can you shoot accurately? That's the question, right, Joe? You got to be yeah. able to hit what you're shooting at. We had this rule in the Secret Service. You're responsible for every round. You can't shoot next to the president if you can't hit what you shoot. Mm-hmm. It's uh, really, I mean, you're 
talking about it. It's a highly dangerous situation. They're very toxic environment if you don't know what you're doing. This is the best system out there for, for dry fire. Now, what I mean by dry fire is, you know, you have live fire at the range. You put ammunition in the gun, pull trigger, bullet comes out, right? right? What a lot of competitive shooters, tactical shooters, people in the Secret Service do is they teach you to dry fire. In other words, fire an empty weapon. Sometimes we would put a dime on the end of the weapon, Joe, the firearm, the handgun, and you'd you know, you dry fire the weapon to make sure the dime didn't fall off. And it would teach you to control the trigger slowly, depress it the right way. Keep that front sight in focus. Equal light on both sides. Level across the top. Get that grip right, right? iTarget. The iTarget Pro system will take that to the next level. The website is the letter I, targetpro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. They will send you, this is the coolest thing ever, Joe. They'll send you a laser bullet. Goes in the weapon you have now. You don't have to change anything. When you depress the trigger in a in a dry fire exercise, they send you a target as well. It'll emit a laser onto this target. You'll see exactly where your rounds go. You, This is the greatest video game in human history. You will love this thing. You will never be able to put it down. The feedback on this product has been phenomenal. Competitive shooters who do this for a living dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. Go check it out. The letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Promo code Dan. They'll give you 10% off. Folks, check this thing out. You, your scores will go through the roof. You will be able to shoot the wings off a fruit fly when you're done with this sucker. iTargetPro.com, promo code Dan, D-A-N, for 10% off. Okay. Now, again, fair enough question. Why? All right. Why set up the Trump team, right, Joe? I mean, I think even you kind of uh, alluded to it yesterday. Like, why set up? If Why would the Obama team, if you listen to yesterday's show, or if you haven't, please go listen to it. It sets up this whole story. Why set up the Trump team? By approaching figures within the Trump campaign team at the time, alleging that you have Russian uh, hacked emails. Why do that if, as I stated yesterday on the show, they thought Trump was going to lose the whole time? Joe, you know anybody who's ever bet on a sports uh, sports game in Vegas or something like oh, that? Sure. Yeah, so do I. I know a lot of them, right? Do you know how uh, how how bookies make money? Yeah. They make it on the VIG. You yeah. know what a VIG is? Yeah, I know what a VIG is. If you bet, folks, the bookies don't make money betting on the games. Book Joe, the bookies always win, right? Yeah. How do they do that? How do the bookies win on gambling? If you're gambling, there's a counterparty, somebody loses, right? <laughs> the bookie never loses. How is that? The bookie never loses because they have this thing called the VIG. The VIG is a percentage of the bet. So let's say a VIG, you bet $50 on the, the national championship game last night, right? right? And the VIG is 10%. If you win, you get $50. If you lose, you don't pay $50. You pay $55 if the VIG is 10%. Mm. That's how the bookie makes money on the VIG. The bookie also makes sure through the odds that there's a near equal number of people betting on both teams. That way, those people pay each other, Joe, but they all pay the VIG, right? right? The losers pay. The bookie always makes money. That's how the bookie never loses. What the heck does this have to do with the scandal I discussed yesterday about the Obama team spying on the Trump team and Mike Rogers maybe notifying them and the Trump team knowing all of this right now? Why spy on the Trump team if you knew the Trump team was going to lose? And the answer is the Russians were playing the VIG. The Russians understood, folks, the entire time this is a, a, a major world power, a corrupt world power, people in power who are evil over there, many of them. This is a, an, an unquestioned enemy of the United States. 
What do the Russians want more than anything? Just like the bookie. The bookie doesn't care as much who wins or loses. All he cares about is that he gets the VIG. The Russians, the VIG was information. As long as they mm. had information on both the Clintons and the Trump team, they win either way. Right. Now, keep in mind, well, what you say? Well, what information do they have on the Trump team? On the on the uh, on the on the excuse me on the Clinton team. I'll get to the Trump team in a second. Uranium one. Now you're like, oh, now we're getting confusing. I thought we were talking about spying on. Now we're talking about uranium one. Ah, nah, nah, they're all related. This is where it ties in. This is where the light bulb should go off to you folks. The Clintons were knee deep in this uranium one thing. But let me be very clear on this. And I want a hat tip because I didn't do it yesterday to the conservative treehouse because I want to make sure a hat tip today. Andy McCarthy has been all over this at National Review. And I will include an older article today. It's older, but it's you can't understand this without reading this piece. I will include an older National Review piece by Andy, which explains the background on Uranium One, which will make the spying scandal make sense. Remember, Joe, you're the audience on Budsman, all right? All right, I'm with you so far. So if, you, if I lose you, you got you to stop, okay? They already had the Clintons, Joe, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels, the Russians. They had information on the Clintons to make them, I don't want to say bribe them, I don't want to be hyperbolic, but they had enough information that they could make the Clintons look bad if the Clintons didn't play ball if Hillary were to get elected president. All right. That's what you want. If I if I am a power player, Joe Armacost gets elected president, I want information on Joe. I, I, you know, I want to know something I can say, hey, Joe, you don't want me to reveal this, right? Oh, well, okay, why don't you, we take a meeting tomorrow. They already had it on the Clintons. What was it? Joe, during the Uranium One scandal, let me give you a little background on it without doing too deep a dive in Uranium One because I don't want to confuse anybody. But I'll give you the overall what what happened here, the 30,000-foot view. There's a company called Eurasia that was run by a guy, uh, Frank, I think it's Giestra, G-I-U-S-T-R-A. This guy is a friend of Bill Clinton's, Giestra. Mm -hmm. Giestra runs Eurasia or is a chairman of Eurasia. Eurasia wants access to uranium mines in Kazakhstan. The uranium mines in Kazakhstan are worth a lot of money. Yeah. Now, I am not going to make connections that don't exist. I'm just going to tell you what happened. I'll leave it up to you to make the connections if you choose. Clinton takes a trip over to Kazakhstan with Geistra. Now, they, they go on separate planes. But all of a sudden, Joe, Geistra and Eurasia gets access to Kazakhstan's uranium mines. Hmm. This pisses off Putin to no end because he wants access to the uranium mines in Kazakhstan. He strong arms the Kazakh dictator. The Kazakh dictator arrests the guy, has the guy arrested, who sold the uranium mines to Geistra. And all of a sudden, uh, Eurasia, Uranium One, financial interests in this start to panic. Because why? Because they own these uranium mines in Kazakhstan, Joe, that now the dictator's saying, you see what I'm doing? Yeah. double barrel middle finger. I'm not giving that to you. We're, we're going to take your uranium mines back. The Uranium One Eurasia interest panic. There's an emergency meeting with the Kazakh government. Uranium One, uh, the, the, the Eurasia people wind up retaining some interest in those mines, okay? Okay. That's important. Eurasia is then bought by Uranium One. 
All right. Now, Geistra, who was the chairman of... This is going to blow your mind, folks. I'm telling you. When I, I, wait till I tell this stuff for you. Geistra, who was the chairman of Eurasia, sells his interests and then makes a three... I think a three million dollar... Multi, let's just leave it a multi-million dollar donation to where? The Clinton Foundation. Shocker. Amazing how that happens, Joe. Yeah. Clinton and him fly over to Kazakhstan. This guy gets interest in a Kazakh mine. The Kazakh mine interest is in trouble. Hillary Clinton and them in the State Department do this emergency meeting. All of a sudden, problem solved. Next thing you know, millions of dollars appear in the Clinton Foundation. You make the connection. I am not here to tell you what to think. I'm just here to tell you what happened. Now, this thing stinks, but you have to understand a little background on this first. Because who goes and buys Uranium One later after Uranium One buys an interest in uranium mines, not just in Kazakhstan, but in the United States, in Wyoming, where 20% of our uranium is stored? Uranium One buys a controlling interest in one-fifth of our uranium. Keep in mind, one-fifth of our energy is produced by nuclear energy, and we only have the capacity to produce one-fifth of the fuel we need. Now, Joe, you're a smart guy. If you're saying, well... 20% of our energy huh, is nuclear, mm-hmm. but we don't have enough of it. Then why the hell would we export our uranium if we don't have enough of it yet? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm, again. Hmm. Uranium One buys an interest in Wyoming in their uranium mines, one-fifth of our uranium supply. Uranium One is then bought by a company called Rosatom. Rosatom is a Russian-sponsored, Russian government-backed, kind of a GSE almost, Russian-backed company close to Putin that buys an interest in Uranium One, a uh, controlling interest in Uranium One, manages through a third-party trucking company to export some of that uranium out of the United States. Hmm. Don't believe the liberal talking point that, oh, the uranium was never exported out of the United States. That is nonsense. It is not true. It is factually incorrect. So now we following Uranium One. Yeah. Gets a controlling interest in the Kazakhstan mines. Bill Clinton goes over. All of a sudden, they get this interest. The Russians threaten the interest. Emergency meeting. Interests are okay. Uranium One then sells to Russia. All right. Russia buys an interest in uranium in the United States. Here's the kicker, folks. There was a case, 2010 and earlier, a federal case involving uh, Rosatom. After the collapse of the Soviet Union, Joe, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of uranium laying around. Mm -hmm. So there were deals drawn up in the prior Bush administration, not the recent one, uh, uh, 41, not 43, George H.W. There were deals to sell Russian uranium to the United States that were run through a subsidiary of Rosatom. These United States suppliers, Joe, are buying uranium from the Russians, mm-hmm. run through this uh, subsidiary, I think it's Tenum, of Rosatom. Okay? Okay. This turns into a major scandal. This is years before the Uranium One deal in question we're talking about now. All right. It turns into a scandal because the supplier of the uranium from Russia, who is connected to Putin and these others, is shaking people down. He's demanding higher prices than the market would allow and then giving them kickbacks. In order to advance this scandal, he hires a lobbyist, 
a lobbyist who becomes very uncomfortable about what's going on, who exposes to the Department of Justice and the FBI the entire thing. This guy from Russia is selling uranium to the United States. He's demanding inflated prices. They're laundering money. He's taking the money and giving kickbacks to it. It's a brilliant scheme by this guy who's connected to the Russians, who's selling the uranium to the United States, because as Andy McCarthy points out in his piece, and he's correct, two things happen, Joe. Mm -hmm. By demanding inflated prices, he gets more money, which he uses to buy people off. But secondly, what does he do as well? He dirties up all these American buyers of uranium that he now has bribery material on because they're involved in the kickbacks. So now the Russians have American uranium buyers by the, mm, you know where I'm going with that. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I like how you said it in that tone because that's exactly where they have you by. So that's what you would sound like when they grab you there. Okay. (laughs) This lobbyist they try to hire from the Rosatom subsidiary goes to the Bureau and tells them everything that's going on. The Bureau opens up a massive racketeering case that is run by who? Rod Rosenstein, who is now the Deputy Attorney General, the number two, but who's responsible for the Russia case against Trump because uh, Jeff Sessions recused himself. Wait, wait, hold on, because I get it. You may say this this is all folks. None of them. What I'm telling you is in dispute. Why is any of that important? Who is the FBI director when this Rosatom Tenem kickback racketeering scheme is going on and the FBI is investigating it? Bob Mueller. Now, what happens in this case? Again, read the McCarthy piece for a timeline on this. What happens in this case? Nothing happens. Why does nothing happen? They've got an informant. They've got a major international scheme by the Russians to uh, to engage in money laundering for the sale of nuclear fuel to the United States. Man, Joe, that's the kind of thing that should be on the nightly news, right? Did you hear anything about it? You ever heard about this case, Joe? No. No, And pr- no. frankly, what? probably 99% of our audience hasn't heard about it either. Mm. You know why you haven't heard about the case? Mm. Because it was sealed and the witnesses were gagged. Now, what does any of this have to do Nailing the Trump team on Russian collusion and sending a bunch of dopes in there to try to give them Hillary's emails to get them dirty. This scandal I just told you about, about the uranium one and the uh, the Tenem scandal, the Rosatom scandal as well. These are scandals that dirtied up the Obama administration as well as the Clintons. Do not make the mistake of thinking for a moment that the Uranium One scandal is solely a scandal about Bill Clinton going over to Kazakhstan and smoothing over a deal for the purchase of uranium mines. That's not what it's... It, it is... But that That's bad. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Mm-hmm. That's not good. Right. Especially given the fact that Bill Clinton accepted $500,000 in speaking fees from Renaissance Bank... Who was conveniently involved in the Uranium One deal? Crazy, Joe, how that happens, too. Yeah. That's bad enough. The real scandal here, though, Joe, is the Obama administration was so committed to the Iran deal. The Iran deal would never happen without a Russian reset and some form of Russian imprimatur over this. They did not want to expose the level of corruption going on with the original Rosatom kickback scheme. Okay. So what do they do? 
They delayed prosecution and they waited about four years right before the statute of limitations is going to be up on the on the scam where they're selling uranium to the United States at the inflated cost. They plea out right before a holiday. They plea out. The Justice Department allows the guy to plea to a basic conspiracy charge, with which McCarthy explains well is, is really just a, le- a way to let him off easy rather than having them plea to, say, money laundering or a more serious charge. Mm-hmm. And the thing just magically disappears into the night. Now, what does that have to do with Uranium One? Lawmakers knew about that, Joe. This case was not a secret. The initial case for the kickbacks. Okay. That involved Rosatom. When Rosatom wanted to buy a controlling interest in the uranium mine in the United States to buy our uranium we needed, the Russian company is buying our uranium. People already knew Rosatom was knee-deep, tentacle-deep in the case I already told you about. They're the players in the kickback scheme. So you may say to yourself, Joe, because you're a smart guy, how the hell did the United States government allow a Russian company that's already under federal investigation through a subsidiary to then purchase our uranium and export it? The answer is they gagged the witnesses and sealed the case. What? Yep. Yes, sir. Now, CFIUS, Council Foreign Investment in the United States, is a board of stakeholders in the United States government, State Department, other folks. Okay. DHS. They sit on this board. I think it's 14 members. They have to approve sales of things like uranium to the Russians that could be dangerous to our national security. They, who sits on that board? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, she's not the only one, just to be clear, but she's on this board. CFIUS has to approve, Joe, the sale of uranium from the United States that we need that could be used as nuclear fuel to Rosatom, this Russian-backed company. Nobody says anything to CFIUS about the ongoing case. It magically disappears. So the sale is approved. Folks, this thing stinks. The Russians know it stinks. The Russians have no love for the Clintons. The Clintons were, the Ukrainians loved the Clintons. The Russians are not big fans of the Clintons. The Russians already know the Clintons are knee deep in this dirt because of the $500,000 speaking fee from Renaissance Bank. Remember, quid pro quo is hard to prove, but I'm just telling you the facts. Also, the donations from Gistra. And the intervention in Kazakhstan, where Clinton's saying it didn't happen. Clinton's saying, oh, I went over to Kazakhstan, whatever, to have Starbucks or something. But you figure it out, folks. Now, you see where I'm going with this, Joe, with the Clintons? The Russians already have dirt, the dirt they need. They're playing the VIG. They need info on both sides. Now, I'm being the ombudsman here. Yes. This is a lot of information. Is there yes. any way you could kind of bullet point the timeline before we move on? So I'm getting lost. Yep. Okay, okay, earlier, pre the Uranium One scandal where the Russians buy, uh, buy nuclear fuel into the United States. Mm. Before that, mm. there's an investigation going on into a subsidiary, the very same company, Rosatom. Okay. Rosatom's involved in kickbacks in the sale of uranium to us. Right, okay. There's an ongoing case. Nothing happens in the case for four years because the Obama administration needs the Russians on the Iran deal. Thank you. The case is pled out in the dark of night. Nobody knows about it. 
The United States then approves the sale of our uranium to same said Russian company without any knowledge nearly whatsoever put out to the CFIUS board about the prior case. Amazing. Some people knew. Yeah. But it was not advertised. Now, why were the Russians trying to buy up the world's uranium? I'm not going to get a conspiracy theory on you because I don't do that. I'm going to tell you there was probably a national security interest with an economic angle, or there may have been an economic angle with a national security interest for the Russians. Here's what I mean. The Russians, as, as McCarthy points out in his piece, and he's correct, are a first world military power and like a ninth world economic power. Their economy is a complete mess. The Chinese economy is about 10 times larger. The Russians saw an opening, Joe, in a twofold purpose. Controlling uranium, obviously, because it could use is used in nuclear weapons, is nice for your national security. Hey, nice. Thumbs up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also nice because it's a nice lucrative business, as they found out through the Rosatom kickbacks deal through Tenem. So there's two interests in them controlling this. The United States, folks, knows this. But we have such corrupt people in the Obama administration that for speaking fees and other stuff, people seem to sideline a lot of those interests to make these things happen. And the Obama administration's interest is in this Iran deal. So all of these, Joe, secondary interests, things, crazy things like selling our nuclear fuel and empowering the Russians are all sidelined. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's where Clinton's dirtied up. Now, here's where the Trump team comes in. The Russians have no idea that Trump's going to lose. They think he may, but they have an interest, obviously, in making people look stupid on the Trump team as well, just in case he wins. So I'm going to put in the show notes today again, the New York Times own reporting. It's not me. You call me a conspiracy theorist and you got to bring the New York Times in as well. I'm just (laughs) going to put their article in there. The New York Times says in their piece recently that I'll put up there again, that the whole investigation into the Trump-Russia connection, Joe, yeah. started with George Papadopoulos in a meeting in a London bar. George, who's George Papadopoulos? Let's rewind the tape a bit. Papadopoulos is a low-level backbencher who claims more connections to the Trump team than the Trump team can claims to him. Now, to be fair, he was one of their foreign policy advisors, but nobody on the campaign disputes the fact this guy's a low-level backbencher, and he's, he's, a, he's a climber. Right. He's ambitious. Papadopoulos, who doesn't know much about the international relations, especially with the presidential campaign, um, is a climber and wants to set up a meeting with Russia. He's this guy's desperate to get his put his footprint on the campaign. Mm-hmm. I believe the Russians sniffed this out early. A guy shows up in a bar in London, an Australian diplomat. This Australian diplomat, foreign affairs minister, is in this bar with Papadopoulos. And the New York Times says, well, in a night of drinking, Papadopoulos, Joe, tells this Australian diplomat that he knows the Russians, quote, have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Now, as I said to you in a prior episode, if you really believe a drunk guy in a bar saying they had dirt on Hillary Clinton, the Russians, with everybody in America and the world already knew, started this investigation. I've got a bridge in Brooklyn. I'll sell you super cheap right now. But this is the New York Times own reporting, folks. Okay, according to the New York Times, it is that conversation, Joseph, with this Australian diplomat about the dirt on Hillary Clinton that gets the FBI. Wow, there's dirt. up. We got to investigate the Trump team for Russian collusion. That's what starts the whole thing. I That's crap. If you listen to yesterday's show, but that's their allegation. Joe, this is where the mind blowing begins. Let's scramble your eggs. The Australian diplomat 
in the bar is a guy by the name of Alexander Downer. Just read the piece, folks. It's all in there. Who's Alexander Downer and what does he have to do with any of this? Alexander Downer is the foreign affairs minister for Australia when Australia made a deal with who? The Russians. (laughs) To do what? To export uranium to Russia that even some Australians were like, wait, come again? Folks, you think I'm making that up? I'll include a piece from Australia's own news entities showing you that this guy, Downer, supported this deal to sell uranium to Russia through Australia. Who has an outfit in Australia? Uranium One. There you go. Uh, So you're telling me this rando, Alexander Downer... He magically shows up in a bar in London, no impetus to do it whatsoever, has a conversation with a low-level Trump campaign guy, Joe, who nobody on the campaign knows outside of a limited circle of people. (laughs) They have this conversation mysteriously out of the blue about dirt on Hillary Clinton, and all of a sudden it initiates the the, uh, most consequential counterintelligence investigation in United States history. Folks, that is the biggest pile of steaming horse... I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I, I'm convinced that this meeting was not random with Downer. That this meeting in the London bar, somebody put Downer up to this. Or somebody came to Downer afterwards if they, if they didn't put him up to it directly and asked him for a download on the information. My point in this whole thing is that there's a conduit here because now you may be saying, all right, so this is where it gets a little confusing and I want to try to tie it up for you a little bit. Okay, now you have the Russians, their interests. Here's one sphere, Joe, the Russians. They are interested in dirtying up Trump. They already got stuff on the Clintons. All right. Why? Because they play the VIG. They want dirt on everybody. Right. What's the FBI's incentive for starting an investigation here? And how would the FBI start an investigation if the Russians, if the Russians put down or up to it through a conduit? Why would the FBI get involved in that? Here are the three players, the Russians, the FBI, and the Obama administration. We already know the Russians' interest. Dirty up everyone. Mm-hmm. What's the Obama administration's interest in getting dirt on Trump? The Obama administration's interests in getting dirt on Trump are to hide everything I just told you about Uranium One in the event Trump wins. The Uranium One scandal is not just a Clinton scandal. It is a mega 10,000 degree Obama administration scandal about the sale of our uranium and the export of our uranium to a very dangerous, hostile foreign power all overseen by the Obama administration with a blind eye look towards even prior criminal activity they already knew about. Okay, yeah. The Obama team can't have that get out in the event they lose. Obama's playing the VIG too. The VIG he's playing is Hillary wins. I'm good. All goes away. Hillary loses. I'm... (laughs) Yeah. With an ED at the end and an F at the beginning. You know exactly. He's screwed. Yeah. He's not stupid. Obama knows there's a small chance Trump will win, but he ain't taking that chance. The Obama administration. Okay. Because this is not just one person. Mm-hmm. He's the head of the executive branch. They know something's up. Trump may pull this off. 
They figure, Joe, if they can dirty him up, Trump and his team, and get a meeting with Trump himself or Trump Jr. with the exact same players in the Uranium One thing, that they can make both scandals go away at the same time. Because, listen, the best way to get a guy to not admit he watched you commit a murder is to get him to help you. Because then he's implicated too. Now, does it make sense now why a lot of this information is not, not coming out? Who was, the, who was the lead on the case? Because the Tenem branch of Rosatom was located in Maryland. Who was the, dist, uh, excuse me, the, uh, the United States Attorney for Maryland? I know I worked for him as a Secret Service agent. Not directly, but in that district in the Baltimore field office. Rod Rosenstein. Boom. Rosenstein handles the case. Now, they're set up perfectly. Someone snookers the Trump team into making this guy, into not getting rid of Rosenstein early, I should say, and making him deputy AG. Now they're covered because Rosenstein doesn't want this out either. Now he's managing the special counsel. Who does he appoint? The FBI director while the entire Rosatom investigation was going on, Bob Mueller. By the way, you want another angle on this to throw you for a loop? Who does Bob Mueller then appoint as his bulldog on the special counsel to specifically go after the Trump team. Mueller appoints Andrew Weissman. Andrew Weissman conveniently was the head of the DOJ fraud division while the investigation into Rosatom's corrupt dealings in the United States was going on in the the Rosenstein-Mueller case, which which was gagged, which was sealed. These guys are all in it, folks. This Uranium One scheme and this scheme to set up Trump by sending in these people, Veselnitskaya, maybe other folks who met with Papadopoulos and tried to entice Carter Page. Maybe these people were done to dirty up Trump, knowing that if they were dirtied up by the same people involved in the Uranium One scheme, if Trump got elected, it would all go away. Mm. Make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the Obama administration's motive. They're playing the VIG too. Mm-hmm. We need dirt on Trump with the same players. The, the Russians, we need dirt on everybody because we're the Russians and that's what we do. Player number three, the FBI. How does the men, not the men and women, don't dare go there with me. The men and women of the FBI, are, I cannot say that. They're the best. I'm talking about a corrupted bunch of high-level managers here. How does the FBI get suckered into this? This is the genius part of this. The FBI knows damn well, Joe, that they, these, these people at the top, they can't work with Russian intel to produce a fake dossier on a presidential candidate. My <laughs> gosh, that would be, I, I mean, the email trail alone of that would be enough to have people put in handcuffs tomorrow morning. Too much, yeah. The FBI, Joe, needs a wall. They need a wall between themselves and the Russian information and the Russian conduits approaching Trump team members to dirty them up. Look, we got Hillary emails. Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Get dirty. Get dirty so we can hide our uranium one thing. The Trump uh, the, the Trump team on this, they excuse me, the FBI needs a wall. They need a disconnect between them and the Russians. They need a information launderer. Makes sense? You know, you launder money yeah. through legitimate businesses, through dirty mm-hmm. means. They have dirty information. They need to launder it through a conduit. Who's that conduit? 
Fusion GPS. The FBI already has an established relationship with Fusion GPS, the producers of the dirty dossier. Through an investigation, Joe, they did into some prior dealings with, was it the FIFA? They already know Steele. Christopher Steele, they have a prior relationship with this guy. Christopher Steele, who's contracted to Fusion GPS. Christopher Steele's an old British intelligence guy. They already have relationships with these people through prior dealings. The Bureau now knows that Fusion GPS, this is why the bank records for Fusion GPS are such a big deal. They know they can run this information, this dirty information, this dossier crap, all of these approaches to the Trump team, mm-hmm. Veselnitskaya, who met with Fusion GPS both before and after the Don Trump Jr. meeting. Listen to yesterday's show for that portion of it. These people are all dirtied up with Fusion GPS. They can clean the information through Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele. Steele and all of them start approaching some Republicans, too. Rutrow. Rutrow is right. Yeah. John McCain staffer meets with Steele. Information's exchanged. The information makes it back to the FBI. But the FBI, keep in mind, Joe, has already had this investigation because if you listen uh, information, because if you listen to yesterday's show, Jim Comey already acknowledges that the counterintelligence investigation, which he never notified Congress about, mm. started in July of 2016. The June, July of 2016. Folks, this thing freaking stinks. Now, a couple more things on this. This is why the bank records for Fusion GPS, they are desperate to hide them. They can't anymore. Judge Leon demanded that they admit the bank records, Joe. Mm Mm-hmm. If it appears on the Fusion Bank records, and there's another great piece by Andy McCarthy today in National Review. This is from today. Chuck Grasley has now sent a referral to the Department of Justice that they look into potential false statements made by Christopher Steele to the FBI. This is not as easy as it seems on its face. There are a number of issues here going on. Either the FBI lied to Congress or Christopher Steele lied to the FBI. But one of those things has to be true, Joe. Because something, someone, I don't have all the information, neither does McCarthy or anyone else, because we don't know what Steele, and we don't know what Grasley knows right now about what Steele told the FBI. We don't know. All we know is the dossier, Joe. Okay. Steele's allegations in the dossier. Right. We also know there were statements he made to the FBI. We know that some one of these things isn't true. We know the dossier is false, but we know either Steele lied to the FBI or we know that Steele or or what Steele said to the FBI and those representations to Congress were not true. I know that was a little confusing, so let me just let me sum it up in a better way. All right. The bank records was Fusion GPS paying people in the media. Was Steele then briefing the media, working with Fusion GPS on the dossier? And misrepresenting, Joe, that fact to the FBI. In other words, was Steele feeding information on the dirty dossier to the FBI while also feeding it to the American media and the DNC and not telling the FBI? You got me there. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Now, one of these things is true. Either Steele 
who is working with these Russians to get this information. Either Steele is feeding this information to the FBI and lying to them about talking to the media and the DNC at the same time. Or scenario two, which is even more disturbing. The FBI knows Steele is taking money from the DNC, is getting dirty Russian information, and is talking to them at the same time. That's the scandal, and that's the genius of the Grassley referral for false statements. Because now the FBI is going to have to come forward and either acknowledge that it knew Christopher Steele was working for the DNC, filtering dirty Mm. Russian info, or they're going to have to acknowledge that they paid a guy who was doing something behind their back with the media and they had no idea because, Joe, they didn't verify their source. And why (laughs) is that important? As a former federal investigator... For you to use and represent information to a court to get a warrant, the FISA warrant, Joe, the warrant to spy on Trump, Mm -hmm. I have to do one of two things with the source material. I have to show a track record of noted success with this source in the past and vouch for him. Mm. Or if it's the first time we're using him or second time we're using him, I have to verify and authenticate the information or some combination of the two. If the FBI, the genius of the Grassley thing comes up right here, the FBI has to admit then that either it knows it was working with a guy who was working with Hillary and the Russians, or it knows it didn't properly verify its source and it got burned and it walked up in front of a FISA court, Joseph, raised its right hand and said, this information's legitimate when they never did their homework. They are screwed. Folks, this whole, the the swamp stench of this thing. The swamp stink stench. uh, I mean, it's, you want to know now what, by the way, the Trump team knows a lot of this. Some of them are not on our team. I'm not going to say who. I'm saving that for a later date as sources start to feed me stuff. I got an interesting one today. There are sources on the Trump team, uh, people on the Trump team, I should say, that are maybe not dirtied up by this, Joe, Mm -hmm. but when a lot of this comes out are going to look very foolish. And they are not giving Trump all of the best advice they should because they're looking out for their personal interests. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, it's not just Democrats that knew about the Rosatom scandal when the Uranium One sale was approved. So, folks, there are a lot of swamp rats. So just to sum up everything hmm. in, in a neat little bundle. You know, before I sum it up, I have to. I'm sorry, folks. We got to pay for the show, too. That matters. So uh, let me just get to this. This is important and critical. By the way, thanks to everybody who supports our sponsors. It means a lot. Uh, today's show also brought to you by our buddies at FilterBuy. You know, holidays are over, folks, uh, but the winter's just begun. According to studies, the air indoors contains up to 100 times more pollution than the air outside, something that drives Joe and I wild because we're inside basically all the time <laughs> breathing polluted air. Every time I read this, I'm like, man, I need these FilterBuy guys. Send me some air filters. <laughs> this can cause illness, allergies, and unnecessary wear and tear in your HVAC system. Happened to me. It cost me, uh, you know, $12,000 a unit to get, rid of, to get rid of my old ones. Leading to costly repairs or even worse, the premature 
replacement of your entire system. You got to maintain it, folks. Resolve to breathe better with FilterBuy, America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. These are really great guys. I had a great conversation with them a while ago. They're terrific. They carry over 600 different filter sizes, including custom options, all shipped free within 24 hours. Plus, they're manufactured right here in America, folks. Can't beat that. FilterBuy offers a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade, so you'll be removing dangerous pollen, mold, dust, and other allergy-aggravating pollution while maximizing the efficiency of your very expensive HVAC system. Don't blow it on a filter, folks. This is the time to change it. Right now, you can save 5% when you set up auto delivery, so you never need to think about air filters again. Save money, save time, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. By the way, if you're a commercial business, you got 100 air filters, they'll take care of you. You're at home, you got three air filters, they'll take care of you too. FilterBuy.com, go check them out. I really appreciate you supporting our sponsors. They help keep this exploding show, thanks to you, free. So folks, just to sum this up again for you, so this all makes sense. The Trump team had to be set up. They were outsiders. Being an outsider was a problem for the Obama administration. Joe, why is that? Because having run for office myself, I can attest to this. The people involved in politics, Joe, for any length of time, all have dirt on them. Yeah. Now, whether that dirt's criminal, Joe's met probably a thousand politicians in the course of his daily duties at the talk radio studio Mm. coming in and out. I'm telling you, every one of them has dirt. Is all of that dirt criminal? No. But I'm telling you right now, not a lot of it's flattering. The fact that Trump was an outsider to the process, Joe, whose reputation as a renegade, a combatant, and a basically a a buster, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and the fact that they had already outed all this negative information they thought they were going to have on him as as basically de facto bribery material was already out, the Access Hollywood tapes. Joe, do you understand they had nothing on Trump? Yeah. Yeah. This bothers them. Right. Because Democrats have things on Republicans in politics and Republicans have things on Democrats. And what does it do, Joe? It benefits the swamp always because it makes sure that the next administration never goes after the behaviors of the prior administration, no matter how untoward. Yeah, we'll all stink together. Yeah. We'll all smell together in Mm. the same garbage can. You do your tax cuts, we'll do our single payer, but we're never going to go after the criminality or the destructive behavior because I got stuff on you, you know, (laughs) because we know about what you did before. They had none of that on Trump. He was a total outsider to it. And everything they thought they had, they had to fabricate. The dossier. They needed Trump dirty because they needed him to play ball. The sting operation on Trump, which I'm telling you, I'm absolutely convinced, had a genesis in the Russians needing information and the Obama team needing dirt run through an information washer and Fusion GPS to make it all look like they were disconnected. Their interests were symbiotic, Joe. Mm -hmm. They all needed dirt on Trump because they all needed Trump to play ball. They took advantage of some suckers in the upper level management of the FBI who let their pure political hatred for Trump allowed them to be sucked in based on a prior relationship they had with Fusion GPS because they wanted to either suck up to the Obama administration, maybe because they thought they would gain favor in a future Hillary Clinton administration for promotion, or... Maybe they just hated Trump so much as evidenced by their email traffic, their political affiliations, and their failure to even do basic things, Joe, 
like notify Congress, mm-hmm. if you listened to the tape yesterday about the investigation they had ongoing, maybe this was all due to a latent, just, folks, I hate to say it, because I am absolutely not talking about the rank and file of the FBI. I'm talking about this select group of managers, Priestep, McCabe, Stroke, Comey. Maybe they allowed their own personal ambition to align with their political affiliation with the Democrats to either themselves or their families. Remember, all of these people are either married to um, pro-Hillary people or are themselves rabid anti-Trumpers. The FBI allows itself to be used as a tool by two separate spheres, the Obama administration and the Russians, who are both interested in dirtying up Trump because he's not a politician and they don't have the dirt to make him play ball and make the Uranium One thing disappear when Trump gets in office like every other Republican politician would have done. Does it all make sense now, Joe? Mm-hmm. I didn't lose you along the way, did I? No, no, I'm good. No, Folks, please listen twice today if you can. We don't get any extra credit for it, I promise you. But please understand that this was all an effort from the beginning to dirty up the Trump team. They had nothing. There was no criminal genesis for this investigation whatsoever. There was nothing to warrant it. This was an effort the entire time to put a target on the back of the Trump team to make Uranium One and other scandals the Obama administration was involved in disappear when Trump got in office. That is the that is what this entire investigation has been about. Bob Mueller knows about this. But Rod Rosenstein knows about this. They've been involved in cases that they have effectively gagged people from talking about. And when the information comes out, especially by the informant in the original Rosatom prosecution that Rosenstein and Rosenstein and Mueller uh, pled out and and gagged the witnesses on, when that information comes out, how corrupted the Russians were in their uranium sales to the United States, and the fact that that information didn't get out there before we gave uranium to them in a, in a, an unbelievably corrupted sale. When that information comes out, this is what everybody's afraid of. And I'm afraid Mueller, who doesn't want to be embarrassed, is afraid that this is going to put a stain on him as well. That's a lot, brother. Yeah, that's a lot. I appreciate you all uh, hanging with me. And uh, there's more to come on this in the future as, uh, let's just say, information filters in. Please go to my website, Bongino.com. I'll have these notes and these articles up there for you to read today. And if you want to subscribe to my email list at Bongino.com, I will email these articles. You can read them yourself right to your inbox, and uh, you will be as stunned as I was when I was directed to them. See you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.